Did you know stores offering upsells increase their average order value by 10 to 30% on average? Every Shopify store with more than one product should have an upsell strategy. My go-to app for running those upsells is Bold Upsell. It is the number one rated and most review upsell app on Shopify. I use it for my clients because it supports true upsells. Did you know there's a difference? A true upsell is where the upsell offer replaces the item being added to cart. For example, you're buying a one pound bag of coffee, the store offers you a two pound bag for just $10 more. You accept it, the two pound bag replaces the one pound bag in your cart. That's an upsell. A cross sell is like an accessory. It gets added to the cart in addition. So if I offered you a coffee mug to go with your coffee beans, that's a cross sell. This matters because a true upsell typically converts 20 times better than a cross sell. Now it gets better here. Bold upsell also supports funnel offers. So let's say a customer says no to that two pound coffee bag. Bold can then offer them a different upsell like a one and a half pound bag. Maybe they say yes to that. So then we can offer them the coffee mug as well. So you'd see where this can radically increase your average order value. If you're not sure which products to upsell though, I have a solution. When you install BoldBrain for free, it works with Upsell to create the highest converting upsells ever through machine learning. It's upselling on autopilot. We talked about it back in episode 151. Now, as an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, Bold is offering you their upsell app free for 60 days. Oh my gosh, 60 days. To get this special offer, go to kurtelster.com bold, and you'll be able to install it from there. That's kurtelster.com bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily, and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them, they are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. Yeah, you gotta have a timer so it like sets the camera or something. Uh, hey Siri, set a timer for thirty minutes. So our so our files aren't over four gigs. All right, I got this one running. All right, you're you're locked and loaded. How is? We're back. We're, we're back. back. I haven't oh, seen you in what like two months? Yeah. Well, it's been so much. Uh, We've been we've locked. Been heads down doing work. Yeah, it's what freaking Overlander man. That's 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 been the only thing we've cared about for the last two months. <laughs> we worked on a huge project. It's called Overlander. It's a, a Shopify store, overlander.com. It I designed it myself. Paul did all of the the theme development with only like one percent little bit of help. 
on a few we, items yeah. from various app support. Yeah, don't, you know, don't... Carl. Don't negate Carl. Carl, uh... Ugh. Carl's an integral... He's a cog in the machine, man. We need Carl. Carl is a... Carl Meisterheim is a JavaScript wizard. And anytime anything is painful with JavaScript, we're like, put Carl on it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the man gets his own song. That's You know you're good with JavaScript when they sing songs about your people. Yeah, we're just like, I could struggle with this, or I could put Carl on it. Put Carl on it. Gonna need that as a sound drop. <laughs> anyway, uh, Overlander.com is this big, cool partnership where uh, Auto Anything established a team does, uh, is providing inventory and fulfillment. They're, they're the owners. And uh, Andrew Udarian from e-commerce fuel was project lead. Very uh, a, a famous gentleman within the e-commerce circle. <laughs> it's true. A he famous is gentleman. Yes, he's well. He's he's a popular guy. And uh, we did all the the theme development and the store setup and all that stuff. And the um, who else? Oh, and of course, it has a ton of amazing content. They have a content partner, Expedition Overland. So the site, you know, we're always saying, "Hey, vi- you need video? Do video? Oh my gosh, do video!" They went above and beyond. And so, like, all the major uh, key collections have videos that talk you through, like, here's the best gear. Many of the products have it. They've got this really cool hero video. Oh, it's very cool. It's very video heavy. I like that side a lot. How'd you build that thing? What's that on? Uh, WordPress and Drupal. Oh, my God! <laughs> uh, uh, WordPress. Ew. <laughs> uh, Cold Fusion? What? Uh. Ew. <laughs> I'm going to break the ew button. <laughs> Uh, I just got feelings about those videos because I'm the only man in the world that understands aspect ratios. <laughs> are, are they in 16 by 10? They're not. No. What ratio are those? They in? shot them in two, three, five, which is what it, they shot them in anamorphic, which is like, if you're shooting a movie today, like a pro movie and you're like, this movie is going to be wider than normal. That is what they shot them in. So you're like, okay, Christopher Nolan, yeah, well, this Chris, has got to go on my iPad. Here's the thing, Christopher Nolan likes shooting IMAX. IMAX is also much more squarish than what they shot. That's not even what Christopher Nolan does. So if you were to advise people, hey, stop messing around with aspect ratios, because trying to, yeah. <laughs> anytime we talk about aspect ratios and cropping images, like, it no just goes one, nuts. No one understands it. They're and video, just, same problem. What would be the, the recommended aspect ratio? Well, I mean, well, it depends on the on the slot it's going in. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, you know, phones are, you know, phones are skyscraper. So it's sort of like, you know, if it's a mobile video, you kind of almost want it to be skyscraper. I like, for mobile, I, if it were like on a web page, I like Square. Yeah, Square, also a good idea. Yeah. No, no reason you couldn't just still be shooting four by three Square, also known as Academy Ratio. <laughs> we can go into this if you want. Oh, boy. I'm not ready. <laughs> but like, yeah, everything defaults to 16 by nine. 99 times out of 100, we get stuff comes to us as 16 by 9. Other than these dudes who decided they were shooting Ben-Hur about their car parts. Uh, you know, it's probably... I, I the, wonder if they're shooting on, like, a red... Yeah, well, I mean, uh, you said that they have an Amazon show? Amazon yeah. Prime show? Oh, no, they're these... The, the real deal. So, uh, yeah, so I'm guessing they just, like, use the same team they're using to shoot the amazon show and i don't know maybe the amazon show was shot super widescreen as well it could be even though it's I, supposed to be like big beautiful but i'm telling you it's even wider than the normal movie ratio it's not at ben-hur or how the west was one level but it's pretty freaking wide <laughs> um but yeah check out overlander and uh if especially if you have a, a jeep tacoma tundra forerunner i think those are the initial vehicles that we were supporting at launch uh but that 
it, it's a really cool uh, example of a, a drop shipping website with private label stuff and phenomenal content yeah very proud of it, it no came we out are really it's very strong yeah if you look at it and you see any problems uh feel free to not contact us because <laughs> i don't want to look at that site for at least a month because it's all i've looked at <laughs> yeah oh yeah you get to that stage where it's like i can't you close your eyes and you see it like no more yeah i mean Make it stop for the last four days we're recording this on cyber monday the day you're allowed to buy things online usually you're not allowed <laughs> to buy things online but you know today's the one day uh well i haven't done any work for four days and it's honestly insane to me. I, yeah, we went to uh, Michigan and stayed in a cabin for Thanksgiving. And the cabin had no internet, and I was relieved. <laughs> I was pretty thrilled. I had, my phone worked, but the cabin itself did not have internet. Yeah, maybe, I might have to question your timing there, Lou. Because it was like, kind of the biggest four days of the year for our entire business and you were just like fyi guys go to where no one can talk to me bye and you just left and i was and everyone freaked out and they freak out every year last year i went to thanks i went to disney world that's for right. a week that's right they do freak out so my so no matter what you do they'd freak out yeah so in my head i was like well last year we went to thanksgiving for a week this year i'm only leaving for three days I'm like uh, this will be fine and now uh, it just happened to coincide with this big brand launch um all right did you buy anything over Black Friday, Cyber Monday, take it, use, uh, take advantage of any deals. No. <laughs> yeah, I weirdly also. <laughs> I bought nothing. We did, like all our Christmas shopping. We did it in October. You know, I I like to cite that stat. It's like twenty percent of people. Something I forgot what it was, but it's like twenty percent of people start in October and many finish before Thanksgiving, which is why I'm always like maybe run a sale earlier. And uh, yeah, no, we already, it, it's all done. We did it. I've completed my, I think, I, I think I've completed my Christmas shopping for my wife. I, I think all of Emily's gifts have been purchased. They are currently shipping to the house as we speak. Maybe she'll get one more thing. I don't know. Uh, Lego had a, a rare sales. A lot of items were 20% off. You know that Steamboat Willie Lego set that's like way overpriced? Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's like not even that many pieces. It's yeah, it's I'm for sure, the number of pieces. I'm sure Disney really hammered them on the licensing. Yeah, the uh, oh, I'm sure they're brutal. No, the Lego had a bunch of stuff twenty percent off. So and that was a Black Friday purchase, uh, and I bought an Oculus Quest two at full retail. Also, the Steamboat Willie set is like this block is white, this block is gray, this block is a different gray. It's pretty monochrome, yeah. <laughs> well, it's from a black and white cartoon. No, uh, all I did, I, I honestly, well, I take that back. I did buy, uh, I bought two games on the Steam Summer Sale, so that's it. I bought two computer games. And I bought I, a few Quest games. And yeah. I bought one computer game two weeks ago for early access, full price, which I never do, but I saw a YouTube video of it, and I was like, I need to have this game. What's the game? It's called uh, Teardown. Oh, you were you were into that. It's It's honestly, I can't remember the last time I loved a game this much. Huh. That's quite the endorsement. Yeah, it's it's incredibly, incredibly fun. And like I'm so into it and I already beat it. And so I'm like read I like was like, I wanna I want more content about this game I enjoy. Like I wanna read about it or like news or like people talking about it. So then I made the mistake of like reading forums oh, no. about it. And it's just the worst shit you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, you never want to read the comments. And it's so it, the game's like a heist game where it's like you do all this stuff where you set up your heist and then you have 60 seconds in order to complete it. That's literally the game. Literally the game is a 60 second race with an infinite amount of setup time before that you can choose to use however you want. But yeah, all the form stuff is like, um, is this game like a timer game? Like I don't, I would like it, but like, I don't like the part where it's like, there's like a time limit 
It's like, that's the game. The game is the time limit. If there was not a time limit, what is the point? Comment, internet comments, <laughs> reviews, forums, often, like, it, you shouldn't use it to inform an opinion because it's such, like, just a vocal minority. Yeah. Often. I just sit there reading And had you just read that, would you have bought that game? Well, no. Well, th those idiots have no thing because I watched, there's a game developer I like a lot. Um, he made some YouTube videos playing it because he was in the beta and he's like, this game is awesome. And it was just videos of him playing it. And I was like, yeah, this sold me. Um, but yeah, no, the four, I, I just sit there. I'm like, please, I hope the makers of this don't listen to the forum people in any way whatsoever. Cause they were like, the timer's too hard. It's like, no, actually the timer is perfect. Cause you fin cause if you do it correctly and like figure it out, you finish by the barest skin of your teeth every time. And it's like frantic and fun. We'll do that. It's so much fun. So, this is the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. I am joined today by my co-host, Paul Rita, who is the uncredited co-inventor of Festivus, according to me. And... Did you, did, you write, did you write that? You wrote proud of yourself for writing that? I, you know, I try and write something every time, and yeah, that one's not my strongest. No, it's not. Do you have a better one? No. No? I just don't do things I'm not going to be good at. No, oh, my God! <laughs> I need to lie down. That was painful. Uh, so today... We are going to discuss a Black Friday data download. We have Black Friday data from uh, Adobe Analytics, uh, some retail news source from Shopify, and from uh, 10 merchants. So we're going to go through, we're going to unpack the data. We'll see where that takes us. And then, depending on how long we go on that, we may or may not do a teardown, no promises. Uh, okay. Well, in housekeeping notes, our holiday email guide this year the 2020 holiday email guide outsold the previous three years combined. I'm pretty proud of that. And it really, it was doing um, early bird pricing. That was like the magic. So if you're considering an email promo for yourself um, or a, a product launch, really try doing that early bird pricing. Cause it gives you, it creates legitimate urgency because no one wants to wait and pay more. So I really, I like that strategy a lot and clearly it, it, it worked for us. Um, yeah, people got scared. They wanted to lock in the low prices. And I yeah. think that's like a great way of doing it was locking in low prices. Yeah, it's such a great motivator. It works. And it's better than like somewhat, you know, the early adapter pays full price and then you discount it. It's better like, all right, you showed up early, you get rewarded for it in the form of a discount. Yeah, I, I yeah, that is a good way of doing it. Yeah, I'm completely converted to early bird pricing. It well, makes I so think, much more sense. Well, the other way is that the, the early adopters were going to buy it anyway and like they needed it. It's like everyone buying a PS5 now. So it's like, you know, you, you could ch charge whatever you want because those dodos were going to buy it no matter what. I see. Uh, also, okay. Yeah. And Well, scalpers. Well, scalpers that, are a big problem there. There's a problem with that, yeah. Um, also, you called out, uh, I saw on Twitter, Andy Bedell, key smart genius Andy Bedell, uh, for not extending his sale and then sending out an email that was just like, the sale ends at midnight. We're not kidding. It will end at midnight. We're not going to do some BS about how the sale's been extended. If you wait until after midnight, there will no, be no more sale. <laughs> it was a really good email. Yeah, it was it a was, great email. It was plain text. And it said this sale, it's like this, the sale doesn't extend. And because everybody assumes like, oh, well, you know, I can wait because they're, they'll just keep running that sale or I can ask customer service for the coupon code or whatever. And so you get, um, because so many people have used false urgency and false scarcity that there's the assumption that it will be true of all sales. And yeah, he had this wonderful plain text email that was like, we're for real ending the sale at this time. And then it was like, here's just a list um, a, uh, an unordered list, like, okay, this is 25% off. This bundle's 20 off, you know, whatever it was. But that, uh, uh, that worked really well. 
Yeah, no, it was great. Guy, he... No, no, I don't even want to bring up the specter of another lockdown. Oh, there's not going to be another lockdown. No way. You don't think so? No, because the, there's no... Uh, no, one in the go- no one in the government has the balls to do it. Just because if there were another lockdown and it were in some way enforced, I would assume that would be a boom for e-commerce. There would. I, I assume so. Again, like we saw in the spring, but I just don't think... There's no political will to do it anymore. And, it, and you know, it's not like the Senate's going to be sending anyone money either. So, you know, whatever it's been like the last two months, it's we're just going to model that way through for the rest of the time. Ugh. I mean, that's what I think. Ugh. I don't know what to think. I think stuff, I think it's really going to blow up after, after the vaccine starts getting handed out. What do you mean? I, I mean, like, call me being optimistic. Like, I hope I'm not being too optimistic, but I think, like, everyone's going to be really happy. I think everyone's going to be going out. I think restaurants are going to blow up. I think I think it'll be just a new, a renewed era of good feelings, and I think during that time period, I still think online sales will be up because everyone will be getting their jobs back. The economy's going to be getting going again, and people are going to be buying stuff again. My personal anecdotal experience says that's totally plausible because we went to this cabin for 72 hours only to come back and have, you know, all five people in my household absolutely thrilled and, like, still riding the high of, we left our house. Yeah. Because we've been in my house since March. You're on the leading edge of not leaving your house. I am <laughs> terrified of outsiders. <laughs> Stay away from me. Anyone who gets within 10 feet gets pepper spray. I know. That's my social distancing policy. Yeah, every time I come to the door, I'm waiting to get screamed at. We get the, the temperature gun out, start scanning. Uh, all right, so we got some data. So we're, we're going to drill down on data here. I'm going with, like, the the national trends uh, with retail data, then Shopify's data, and then our own. Does that make sense? No, whatever. Yeah. Da- all right, C- Paul, I know you're excited, but calm down. Going to dive into this data. <laughs> okay, read your press release. All right, well, no, this is from... Um, <laughs> a lot of this is from Adobe Analytics. But, uh, all right, so in-store visits drop... 52% year over year, which that's what we expected. That's not a bad thing. That's calibrated strategy. That's the, the hurt that's supposed to happen. Um, and instead, we have people spending 22% more nationwide on Black Friday. So it was $9 billion in retail sales this year. Last year was $7.4 billion, making Friday assuredly the biggest shopping day of 2020. So nothing unexpected there. And... Thanksgiving itself, though, traffic to stores down 95%. So let's assume, well, what happens next year, I think is the question. Are they going to start this crap again where the, the Black Friday sales start on Thanksgiving and stores are open on Thanksgiving? I mean, the, bla- the backlash to that was already forming for the last two years. People didn't like it. So uh, I get the feeling. It'll I don't be, think that one will come back. I don't. Well, I don't think it'll come back to where it was like 2017 levels, but I think it'll come back from down 95%. Okay. So... It'll be a mixed bag. Yeah. Uh, and so we're recording this on Monday, but Adobe expects to Monday to be the largest Cyber Monday, largest online sales day in U.S. history with an estimated spending of 10.8 to 12.7 billion. Whoo! That is a, a spicy meatball. Um, and they said naturally big retailers like Walmart and Target benefited, but small did as well. Sales at big stores surged 400% on Thanksgiving and Black Friday. Compared to the daily average in October, sales at smaller retailers also grew 350%. I don't know that we had, like, our stores specifically doing 350% more over the previous year. 
Uh, and then that could clue. Well, that's compared the, to the daily average in October. Oh, okay. Our stats were year over year. Yeah. Okay, so that's probably correct. Yeah, I can that see feels that. right. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, all right, that gets us through our our Adobe Analytics data, which is what like any of the news sources you hear, any of the news articles. I went through a whole bunch of them. They pretty much all cited the same Adobe press release. So um, that's where those figures are coming from. All right, so Shopify itself does this uh, cool thing. They do a live map and they show you like, here are the number of, like this is current revenue across all of Shopify by the minute. And you, I'll put the link up for that. I don't know if it'll still be live, but it's, um, it's datastories.shopify.com. Anyway, according to that data, Shopify's own data, and then their subsequent press release, 2.4 billion in Black Friday sales globally, 75% up over the previous year. So that's network-wide on Shopify is the, the standard growth, 75% up. So I'll be curious to see how this compares with you know, our own um, sample of client stores. New York, London, LA, top-selling cities worldwide on Black Friday, top-selling country, US, UK, Canada. I don't think there's any surprise there. I mean, the, the, those yeah. are the places that have like, Black Friday. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's where Black Friday lives. But again, just points to it. Has, the in-store sales have just shifted online um mobile sales 67 percent compared to 33 percent of sales made on desktop so it's two out of three are on mobile all right pretty good hope you got those dynamic checkout buttons set up i think that's interesting in that when we know i mean it just goes back to this is like the main congenital problem we have a issue with is that we know that 85 percent of the traffic is on mobile Yes. So the like 85% of the traffic is on mobile, but it's only 67% of the sales. Yeah. And so last year like, it was higher. It was 69%. Yeah. So it's just like that, that continuing issue of conversion rate on mobile is just congenitally lower than it is on desktop. And People we still haven't, who, fi- no we still haven't figured out how to fix it. Like we add, we do so much to try and fix it it's and just, we can never get it to parity. I think we just need a long form letter when you land on the site. That's like, look, we know shopping on mobile sucks. We promise it's better now. It's 2020, 2021, and uh, just give it a shot. Please just try dynamic checkout buttons. Yeah, I don't know what to do about it. I mean, Apple Pay makes it so easy. Well, and I think the other, the other, I mean, I really would, but I, if I get really nuts and if I had nothing to do, what I would do is one of the issues, and we, we searched this out. There was an old podcast episode where we talked about it. I know it was this year, was that. So much of people use Instagram and Facebook on their phones. Yeah. That's top of funnel traffic. Yep. They're on their phone on Instagram and Facebook. They hit the website. They're at the top of the funnel. They're least likely to buy. That then hurts the mobile conversion rate because all your top of funnel traffic is happening on mobile. And then the traffic that is happening in later iterations of their visits is probably more likely to happen on desktop. So what I would like to see is desktop conversion rate subtracting out Facebook and Instagram and then mobile conversion rate subtracting out Facebook and Instagram and then compare them to see what the true the true difference is. You could do this in Google Analytics, it would be a big pain. I know, but I would like someone to, else needs to put this together. Uh, but no, but I mean I, I I would I would go in the Shopify analytics and I'd like pull I'd like copy it into spreadsheets and figure it out because I want to know what the actual difference is because you're comparing two different universes. So you're you, trying to figure out uh, conversion rate by traffic source. Well, I just want to. I just want to remove out the two main traffic sources that are killing the conversion rate. I mean, it's just it's Facebook on phone is a huge percentage of overall traffic, and no one buys off of that. And it's directly. lowest converting. That's the lowest converting. Okay. So and part of it's like you're in the 
not only are you on mobile, you're in the Facebook browser on yeah. mobile. Yeah. Which just is it is not going to be as clean an experience. So it's like so you so it's like it's worse on mobile the conversion rate, but it's also not a one to one comparison because the universe of the traffic is very much different. Oh well, now we have to dive into this next. All right, I know I derailed us by like talking about problems. A good idea. I know. Uh, all right, so top product categories: apparel and accessories, health and beauty, home and garden. That's the same that we saw in 2020 or the start of the pandemic when we were shocked when like certain brands and categories were doing really well. That's unchanged. Uh, but I think apparel and accessories or like fashion and accessories has always been a a top category on Shopify. So I don't know that that one's necessarily like 2020. Um, average cart, $90, an increase of 11%. Okay, people are spending more online. more They're buying more stuff more often online. Uh, 14% cross-border. So you got people buying from Canada. And they also offset uh, carbon emissions, which I appreciate. Because I'm big on sustainability. All right, after that exciting read-through of a press release. <laughs> wow. See, you're getting on my side now. Uh, well, you know, how else am I supposed to present facts and figures for <laughs> Black know. Friday? Listen, it's not my job to solve the problem. It's just to sit in the balcony like Statler and Waldorf and tell you how you're bad. <laughs> All right, do your impression. Let's, <laughs> that's excellent. Now I need that as a sound drop. Uh, let's load up. Uh, so Kurt messaged me 10. He just ran off the top of his head. 10 of our favorite children that are our clients. And I pulled the year-over-year -year November data uh, for what they did it's november 19 2019 to november 2020 um that's good for two reasons one because obviously thanksgiving and black friday are on different days every year uh two uh like we hammered everyone you want to be priming everyone and having sales all throughout november three last year's cyber monday was december 1st and this year's Cyber Monday, we don't have data for because it's literally happening as we speak. So just doing November to November makes it a little bit more equal. Okay. In that you don't have, like, they, they're both missing the Cyber Monday. Okay, perfect. That makes sense. Uh, and we can, you know, go through an exciting resuscitation of Cyber Monday facts in two weeks. Or we could just be like, eh, people it, sold stuff. It was good. They bought some stuff. It was good. I'll never get over Cyber Monday. The fakest thing in the world. Tell me, do, please riff on this. No, it's just, I think Cyber Monday, it exists because they were like, okay, so people don't have computers at their houses. They only have them <laughs> at work and they screw around at work yep. uh, by shopping. So Black Friday, obviously they're going to the physical stores. Then they spend all weekend at home, not on their computer because no one has a computer at home. Then when they go back to work on Monday, they do more shopping because they finally have a computer again. Cyber Monday. That was the theory. That's the theory. Well, I, which I, is clearly obvious, which was insane then and has only become more insane, especially now when it's like work from home. But I think it's more about people procrastinating and screwing around at work. Shopping oh, online is just an easy thing to do instead of working. No, that's true. I mean, we see it all the time. I mean, sales drop amongst all of our stores on the, on the weekends because yeah. people have lives. But, the, <laughs> but the, when they're supposed to be working, yeah, but when they're supposed to be working, they're killing time. Okay. But the, the thought process was also, they don't have computers at home. Those, those rascals. <laughs> uh, so what do you see? We've got our, so our nine stores. We here. got our nine stores. Overall, we're up 51%, which I believe was almost right on the money, according to one of those numbers. No, all right. So Adobe so, Analytics on Black Friday said up 22%. Oh, so we did better. It was retail sales was down 50% in yes. store. Vi I'm sorry, visits to stores. So literally foot traffic. Yeah. So uh, 
they yeah they were up 22 percent. our clients were up 50 percent because we're that good yeah uh yeah um traffic was up 24 percent. the conversion rate was up 22 percent. wild i'm saying that was because of us the conversion rate. yeah i'll take credit for it because 100 they spent all year with us increasing their conversion rates and mm-hmm. so now they're reaping the benefits i see that's okay all, that's all that works i'll take that plug the so what was our give me some of our averages here literally what i just said oh you did run through all the <laughs> uh any outliers uh well i mean i can't like say the name you give it a category all right there's someone in the beauty category there you go was up uh 764 in revenue from thirty-seven thousand to three hundred twenty-seven thousand. that dog in the month hunt. of november uh, wow i feel like that's because they weren't really go they weren't as much of a going concern last year am i wrong i think this in this case this brand uh experienced explosive growth throughout the rest of the year yeah i'm sure they did and so okay so we do have that outlier they also increased their traffic by 900 percent year over year so a store in here with a very high average order value that went up 155 percent yeah that's and we had redone their theme yeah we redid that they have a new theme yeah so so it's kind of funny to see that so our data is like questionable But well, it's good. I think it's good in that. All right. So one store was just getting, it's just been revving up. The other one got a new theme and saw a 150% increase in sales. Whereas the now, average if your theme's already good. This will same effect will not apply. You're not. Either. Their old theme was horrendous, but we've, <laughs> if you go from horrendous to great. Yeah. Now sometimes that could work out pretty you'll well. Go up Assuming like everything else is good. And that was the bottleneck. Yeah. And it was. Um, but even like the really, you know, the biggest brand last year managed a, uh, almost a 70% increase this year. I think what's interesting to me is seeing that like everybody's traffic, uh, six out of nine stores had their traffic go up and two were, two were flat, two were unchanged. One was lower, but of the store, like looking at these stores on the revenue increase, I mean, it's eight out of nine had significantly better revenue. Oh yeah. So that's that's exciting to see that on these on less traffic overall, a significant increase in performance. I wonder it, what's going on there. It's just the story of twenty twenty. Just more I, people shopping online. Yeah, I, I mean it's just been we've been seeing it all year, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, it has it's been it's been getting easier all year. Hold up. It's safe to say that most of us have been doing more shopping online lately. I know I have. There's just a pile of packages in front of my door. I can't even get the front door open. But if you're an e-commerce brand, that means you might be seeing more first-time customers. But once they've made that first purchase, how do you keep them coming back? That's what Klaviyo is for. Klaviyo is the ultimate email and SMS marketing platform for e-commerce brands. It gives you the tools to build your list, send memorable emails, automate critical messages, and more. Way, way more. That's why more than 30,000 e-commerce brands like Chubby's, Brooklinen, and Keysmart use Klaviyo to build a loyal following. Strong customer relationships mean more repeat sales, enthusiastic word of mouth, and less depending on third-party ads. Now, whether you're launching a new business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo can help you get growing faster. And it's free to get started. Visit Klaviyo.com to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. Dot com. Talk to him. Uh, you want to try calling Sully? I don't know who else to call. I could try calling Andy. You can call Andy. Call Andy. All right, here we go. 
You can't call um, Beef. I mean, Beef did great. All right, well, let's try. I'm just going to start calling merchants. <laughs> what up? <laughs> hey, Siri, set a timer for 29 minutes. All right, let's just start calling. Dialing for dollars, see what we get. Just going to call merchants until someone answers. All right, how about we just do the nugs? You guys want to be on a podcast? <laughs> hey. Your call has been forwarded oh. to an automated voice message system. Eight, four, All right, well, seven, I'm going to record eight. a voicemail, and we're leaving this bit in. <laughs> yeah, we're leaving this part in. It's not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Andy Bedell, it's Kurt Elster. I'm doing the worst thing a millennial could do to another millennial. I'm leaving you voicemail, and it is solely because we're recording a podcast at the moment. And, uh, yeah, I need some content. So, you're too late. Call me back in the next five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we did Andy. Should we try another one, or should we just... Just give up. Just give up? On, yeah. All right. I don't think this is thrilling people. No. All right. Let's do... Anyway, uh, all our clients were up 50%. That's more than average, uh, meaning uh, that was entirely due to us. So if you hire us, you will outperform the average Shopify store. Mm, let me see. And so are you familiar with Nugs? Like McDonald's Chicken McNuggets? Mm, yeah, sort of. Nugs as in the brand of uh, vegetarian vegan chicken nuggets. They're simulated meat, but they're real. They're delicious. I don't eat meat. I love them. I love nugs. And so I think we should do a teardown of the the nugs website. Eatnugs.com. The Tesla of chicken. The Tesla of chicken. I hate them already. Let me start my screen recording. My screen recording has begun. I'm on eatnugs.com, the Tesla of chicken. How do you feel about mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy Andy to check. Andy Bedell's calling back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, derail this. Go back to Andy. Uh, Andy? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. We are recording a podcast. You're actually being recorded at the moment. We have to say that because it's a two-party consent state in Illinois. Yeah. I'm in California. Oh, sweet. Never mind. <laughs> Not recording this. No, we are. Yeah, no. Uh, I think California is even worse, probably. Actually, I safe guess. Uh, so, do you have any interest in giving us your expectations and opinions around Black Friday? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I could just talk about what you know. We were for Keysmart. We had a we had a good Black Friday. Um, we were actually, you know, I know Shopify was up like eighty percent. Um, we we were actually I think we were down a little bit over last year. Um, our emails ran really well. Our ads did not run as well, um, and we do, we did just launch it. Kind of complicated. We just launched a brand new product at Keysmart Max, and that that is starting to do really well. Starting to do well for ads, but a lot of our other products did not do as well for ads, which is I'm not super surprised. To be 100 percent honest, we've always scaled out after Black Friday because the you know the the we usually see the everybody's doing all these huge deals and so we find that those deals work well for our email list but to, to be, advertise them out that sometimes they could just you're just giving away two months to start and then everybody's looking for a huge deal we found that that we can just cut the deals and that we generally do better after black friday and that we kind of scale up our ad spend um after black friday but with the one exception that or with the one caveat being that this year is a weird year because they're talking about ship again and, and how you know everything's going to you can't ship as long. So we, we usually kind of cut it right at the edge where we're our biggest days are like in December. 
but then we're like, it's kind of, you know, it's like at some point you have to kind of cut it off. Because so you use that shipping urgency. Shipping, well, we don't, it's not as much as that we do. As we, so, so in the past, here's what we found is that, that our ads work well. And then we, we scale them up uh, kind of like on a, like 10 to 20% twice a day or so, um, as they're running well. So we'll jump, we, we, as we see the, as we see the row ads go up, like, so when I ran ads just this last weekend, the ROAS was like, honestly, like a two and a half or so on retargeting, which isn't very good. Yeah, and retargeting, pros- that's a little rough. Yeah, yeah. And prospecting, we did really well on emails, but the prospecting, our retargeting wasn't that, like that, our prospecting was running not very well either. But it's not, we've also, we found that happened before and then have after Black Friday for whatever reason, like after Cyber Monday, have the have our ROAS start to pick up and then we jam up the spend. And then like, I've gotten it to the point where then we've gotten them to like, you know, $35,000 a day and then just increasing that 10 to 20 percent twice a day and so if you're increasing like if, you know if you're increasing twice or 20 percent twice a day you're gonna you're gonna double your spend in like two days um or like two and a half days so so yeah so like so we found that we've that we've been able to scale up that way after black friday with on the prospecting side and that has worked really well for us but actual black friday and cyber monday have never been all that good for us for actual prospecting but they, it is a great way for for emails for email blasting our customers and we did see that the email blast worked really well um, yeah, you you guys were down year over year because I, I you know I, lo- I looked into it last year. You guys launched the KeySmart Pro with Tile earlier in November, which I would probably argue is your flagship product. So, well, we actually, we actually just launched new colors of the KeySmart Pro with Tile at that time. Oh. We did launch the KeySmart Pro with Tile. Remember, we did the KeySmart Pro with Tile with that pre-launch we did with you guys like oh. three years. Ago. Uh, oh, right? remember right. that? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that was like three years ago. Um, but we did launch we launched new colors. And to tell you the truth, we had some good, um, we had some really good new, well, Alyssa on my team had, had written some really good ads that, like at that at that time. And there were, those were ads which just really scaling. But as we all know, you get run into ad fatigue at some point and those ads just didn't, you know, kind of scale out and now they're not working very well. Um, oh, no. Still, still, yeah, it was sort of, it was sort of a relaunch. Yeah, yeah. So that, but that, that happens. We, we're used to, we're used to knowing that ads will, you know, will scale, especially if you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars or because when they work, you spend a lot of money on them, and then eventually they stop working. Um, so we're not we're not we're not really worried about that. We're you know we know that we we kind of I I haven't been seeing good prospecting numbers for the last few weeks, so I wasn't really expecting too much. But now we're starting to see we're seeing our new key for Max get like I think I got like a five row ads yesterday. Um, so we're 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 jacking up the spend on that. You know that's our that's our new flagship. It's got the you know key for we have all these products coming out, but at the same time like. I personally would love to be more on the Apple strategy. Not, I mean, not saying that we're not doing a good job with the new product, but I'd love to be able to sit like where we had new a new model come out every year because just having a new model that's our kind of tried and true. And then it's like if we if we had a new model coming out every year or every year and a half or something like that with a new tile chip like expanded, um, you know, expanded capabilities, then we see the model upgrades are the biggest by far the biggest sellers. So if we did that and then we layered in other products and stuff like that. Um, but I'm kind of rambling, but so the keyboard max is going to be good, but so <laughs> buy a keyboard max is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll link to the, the keysmart website in the show notes. Um, and it is, it is beautiful. And I love, I always love your photography. That's all one guy, right? Uh, Keith, yeah, Keith, Keith is one guy. Um, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, he got, He's really good. Yeah. Keith, Keith is cool. Uh, he does, but Keith, we've actually, Keith is now becoming more and more of a manager too. Cause he's got now, he's got Michelle that works with him. And then we have, we hired three new um, video artists. We have Josh, Desiah, and Brian, um, and then we just hired a writer. So we're we're building out our video team and our video video capabilities. Um, so so 
yeah, so more and more, but most of the stuff you see is probably, is pro- the stuff you see on the website is probably key. And, and then we're doing more and more ads with the new guys. So let me phrase it this way. If you had to do anything differently in November, if you could go back and do it over, would you have done anything differently? Not, not really. No, I mean, I think, I think the biggest, to be a hundred percent honest, the, the, what I would do, I've done differently would be get a key farm accent earlier, but we just had the, we just had, um, we kind of dropped the ball on, on the, the, the dates. We had so many products that we had so many products this year that kind of blew up. You have so like many cool products right now. It's wild. Yeah. The, the, you, you, you did so well the rest of the year that you like exhausted your ad, <laughs> <laughs> your ad, yeah. you shot your, you, you emptied your clip before black Friday hit. That's a, well, a good problem to have. It's, 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 I think the biggest thing that we did was just that we we're that we had so many new products this year that we that is from a production standpoint we just dropped the ball on making sure the Keysmart Max was coming in and it was it should have been here like in September if it was here in September I would have had a lot more time to work on the actual Keysmart Max launch and we'd be in a better spot for Black Friday because the Keysmart Max would be because you don't you don't want you generally don't want to launch a, you know sometimes some people I've seen some people launch like limited editions I saw you said the Hoonigan bat. Oh yeah, Hoonigan did a, a limited edition baseball bat. Yeah, but you generally don't. You, you generally don't want to launch a flagship product like on you know when did, you know Sony PlayStation stuff. They're launching early November, right? They're not launching like in the thick of Black Friday, right? So like you know what I mean. So because we also just didn't know when they actually they're in stock right now and they're shipping, but we also at one point weren't sure that they would actually come in in the right time because we you you never know. Like yeah. you don't want to you you know so. We didn't want to do, we would generally have done like a month long pre-sale, but we thought it would have been just a lot to ask to tell our customers that we're going to have a pre-sale and like right before Christmas. And then what if it doesn't come in and, you know, for whatever reason, or it doesn't pass a, you know, might not pass a certification at some point or get stuck in customs or whatever. And then you're stuck and then you have to, you have to basically, you know, apologize to everybody. So, so even um, KeySmart occasionally uh, gets... <laughs> Uh, gets caught up by uh, manufacturers' delays. This just happens to everybody. We get caught up. We get caught up all the time. <laughs> yeah, so it's like we are very, very, very. You know, it's the thing we have delays all the time. So it's, that happens. I mean, it actually, it, now you, I used to kind of get upset about it because I'm like the marketing guy. I'm like, why isn't it? You know, why you guys said it was supposed to be here on this time? But as you as you grow up and as you <laughs> as I've grown up and like learned a little bit more, you realize that it's just outside of your control. There's just so many things that are going on yep. that even the biggest. You know, I, even the biggest companies miss deadlines. So um, that's a good way to look at it. You're you're wise for uh, letting that one go. Uh, so in any, do you have any advice for people in December? Because I, what I was hearing was, hey, even if you, you know, if Black Friday didn't go as well as you think, uh, you still, the game is not over. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say uh, quick advice would be uh, make sure you, you know, make sure you know your shipping deadlines, obviously, um, and keep track of those. But check out if you're, if you're, you know, I saw other people on Twitter were talking about how their, their Christmas ads didn't work very well. I would, you don't, you don't need to have Christmas ads. Just go back to the ads that work the best during the year. Find your best performing ads, run those, run them at, you know, a couple hundred dollars or whatever you feel comfortable with. But if, you, if you're seeing good return on ad spend, then don't be afraid to, to increase those spends. Cause right now is, you know, I think I'm pretty sure the actual biggest thing, like eBay had green, it's like green Tuesday or something like that. I don't know. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like the eBay has someday in like November, in December that they say that's actually their biggest day. It's not Cyber Monday, um, and so there's there's other days of the, of the year that Those actually are just Yeah, <laughs> that could be. Um, but the thing is, if you, most companies or most companies do see continued growth. 
the and but the one thing be careful about is your shipping deadline because shipping is supposed to be more delayed this year. So be careful about that. But don't worry about if you didn't have a good Black Friday because that's the day that the, I, that's the day that's like the everybody wants a deal and the CPC or like the cost per cost per clicks go way up or like the CPMs that you're paying go way up. So it's kind of like a double whammy of you're paying more to acquire customers and you're discounting. So you're you might have had big revenue days, but you didn't have a good profit day. So I'd rather have. I'd rather get people to buy at, you know, um, better, you know, less discount and, you know, and then do less on Black Friday, but do more later and have a more like healthy and profitable um, Black Friday or, you know, holiday season as a whole. Andy, that is excellent advice and perspective. And I'm going to let you go there because you're not going to do better than that. Just go out on the high note. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I'm, I'm George Costanza. I'm out. See ya. Thank you, Andy. Thanks, Andy. See, now my Festivus joke works because he said oh, he made a George Costanza you're reference. Right, you're right. Oh, I, I was texting him. I'm like, okay, you got to make a reference. <laughs> you would save me. Just make this work. Just like make a, this stupid joke work. You look like an idiot. Oh, Paul made me look stupid. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough. We got enough. <laughs> we got enough. Um, you're going to buy Teardown right now, and we're going to try to install it on that computer because I'm an evangelist for this game. All right, we'll go play your game. Let's call it quits there. <laughs> uh, yeah, as usual, I would love for you to join our Facebook group, search unofficial Shopify podcast insiders on Facebook, and you could post your questions there. Oftentimes uh, that content ends up making its way into the show. So thank you for listening as always. I appreciate it. Good luck. Bye-bye. If you've ever updated your Shopify theme, you know how time consuming it can be, especially if you have to migrate customizations like app installs or language edits. Fortunately, there's a better way. The folks at Out of the Sandbox built a tool that makes updating your theme faster and significantly easier. It's called the Theme Updater app. With it, you can update your Out of the Sandbox or Pixel Union theme with the click of a button without losing any of your old settings, customizations, or app installations. You'll get email notifications whenever a new version of your theme is available. And with the Pro Plan option, you can enjoy access to priority theme support, retain custom language edits, and view template customizations to accelerate your theme updates. Start updating your theme today. Go to outofthesandbox.com unofficial to see the theme updater in action. And best of all, if you purchase Flex or Turbo using the code KURT20, you'll save 20% and get a year of access to the theme updater absolutely free. That's right. Save 20% and get one year of updates and upgrades for free. That's code KURT20 for 20% off Flex or Turbo and one year free of the Theme Updater app. Never miss out on another theme update again. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.